You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But here comes Phoenix. And Booker, he runs into the Laker defense. It's now three on two. Middleman Schroeder, lob score! Lakers in transition! It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji with you here on this Friday, live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles, Odyssey app, Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and let's talk more NBA playoffs with one of our favorites, Doug Kazarian over at ESPN, at Doug ESPN on Twitter, host Daily Wager. Uh, you listen to the Daily Wager podcast, also has the Behind the Bets podcast, loves the NBA. Uh, so that's uh, where we're certainly going to spend most of our time here. Uh, Doug, you know, we talked about it all year. Eastern Conference, so top-heavy, so top-heavy. Well, it's certainly playing out uh, in round number one. Probably not a huge surprise. Uh, Bucks out to a commanding 3-0 lead. Tonight, the Nets will have an opportunity to take a 3-0 lead. And Sixers and Wizards back at it over the weekend. Are we going to get three sweeps in the East? Good to be with you guys. Yeah, it sure looks like that. Um, and I think almost they're kind of challenging each other, right? Like, you know, we see the relaxation sometimes from a team up 2-0 or even 3-0. But I kind of get the feeling that the other dominant top seeds are sort of, you know, anything you can do, I can do better kind of co- concept, especially in that 2-3 seed. I mean, the Bucks and Nets certainly know what's looming the next round. And the last thing the Nets want to do is let the Bucks come up with a sweep while they grind it out with Boston. Now, you know, this Celtics team has been, I mean, look, they're getting by on brand, right, sort of the respect. But look what they did down the home stretch of the regular season. They lost at home to the Thunder, right? And then and Calabrini called it the worst loss of the season. And they've just been so inconsistent. Great. They won a play-in game over the Wizards where Westbrook couldn't shoot and Tatum went for 50. I just don't think there's a lot to kind of, you know, be confident in with Boston here. Great, they'll have a crowd. Congratulations. They'll heckle Kyrie Irving. But I think over four quarters, I don't see Boston winning. Yeah, I'm 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 wondering the same thing here. I, I just I, I don't know if they have enough. And you would think coming back home, this is the game of all of the games that if they're gonna steal one in the series, this would be it. Because if they lose tonight, it's it's probably over. Um so I mean if, if the the spread now I believe is eight and a half. Uh, depending on where you look, are are you willing to to put your money on Boston to at least cover in a game like this? No, I just think there's other things to to find on the betting board at minus one ten. Um, look, do I like the Nets? Not really. I mean, I think there could be some line value on the Celtics, 
uh, given the line was like nine in game two in Brooklyn, and you're looking at eight and a half. In general, I just, for me, if I were to do anything, I'd probably do a giant money line parlay with them and like the, the Sixers or something like that if I needed action on the game. But you, you can't go wrong laying the points. I mean, it, it, with this Nets team, whereas the season-long kind of metrics don't do it justice and because they've only played together a handful of times. So it's just really hard because it's not just the big three. You also have Joe Harris. You have Shamit. And when, when after game one, Steve Nash just really implored his team to move the ball, obviously a former point guard. But, he, but the assist count between games two and one was night and day. So this Nets team is just so powerful when they're moving the ball and they, you really can't defend them because you have a guy like Harden and get a foul at any point off the dribble. And Kyrie's been very sort of deferential and not a black hole with the ball. It's just been a really kind of enjoyable watch with all these guys. And you have Blake at the center position. And Boston can't really take advantage of that. So I just think ultimately, you know, you have a high volume of possessions and you're looking at like Grant Williams and Marcus Smart shooting a three versus Kevin Durant and Joe Harris. It's like things like that. Just over the course of four quarters, I, I think you got to lay the points, if anything. Uh, even though Nixon Hawks is tied at one through two, and uh, now we get uh, game number three in Atlanta tonight, I think most people would agree that Atlanta is the better roster. But the question is, when the point spread is involved, is it too much? We know what the Hawks did in the second half, superb at home, but is five too much? It feels like a lot. I, we talked about it on the show last night. I like minus four. It's t- five is as high as I would absolutely go. I, I just think the, the Knicks are a nice story, and their competitive advantage is more pronounced during the regular season, and that, that competitive advantage is effort, right? So it's kind of like the Spurs. Um, not necessarily when they were at their peak, but kind of when they were still a you know, contender, if you will. They would, you just know what you're going to get during the regular season, kind of a thoroughbred, reliable, all that. And then obviously the NBA's effort is sometimes questioned during the regular season. But once you get to the postseason and everyone's sort of stepping up and, and not messing around, that competitive advantage is minimized because everyone else is playing hard as well. It's kind of like the Westbrook factor too. And on top of that, the Hawks haven't really been healthy all season. And now they're starting to get healthy, not starting to, but now they're finally healthy. And so they finally have the full complement of shooters surrounding Trey Young. And you also have a guy like Hunter who can play defense. So I actually bet at the beginning of the season, um, Trey Young at 101 to win the MVP, just mm-hmm. because Atlanta had done such a like a revamp of their offense and really committed to analytics and wanted to surround Young with shooters that you just didn't know what the offense would look like. But then guys are hurt with bogey and, and Gallinari for so much of the season, this is a different Hawks team. Remember, they also replaced their coach midseason. They got rid of Pierce, and then McMillan comes in. So we're looking at season-long sort of assessment as a 4-5 matchup, but it's a much better team than that. Now, would they have been the top three seeds? Not in this Eastern Conference, but they're a pretty good team, all things considered. So they maybe just have a little too much offense for the Knicks. Mavericks go on the road. They win the first two games of the series. Now they're coming back home against the Clippers, it's L.A. that's favored in this game in Dallas. Do you like anything from that game tonight, which is the uh, you know the, the late game, the 9.30 Eastern start? I can't. I can't. If they had more of a backbone, I would back the Clippers, but they're just pretty weak. Now, Clips have shot, excuse me, Mavs have shot about 50% from three, but I, I don't think that's, like, unsustainable. I mean, obviously 50% probably is. But, but Luka draws such attention that these are wide-open looks. And, again, this is another team that was plagued with injuries and COVID for a lot of the season. So 
You finally have Dwight Powell running some pick and roll, though he hasn't played much. But that was actually like a really valuable kind of offensive set last year in the bubble. But just the shooters and, and guys like Brunson off the dribble. And then it's not – it's Luka, obviously. When he's, when he's on, he's the best player on the court. But I don't think the Clippers did enough in the regular season to kind of figure out what their best lineups were, right? You have like a Baca playing limited minutes. I don't know what's going on with Kennard. He's a guy I like. And then you play Rondo. Well, he can't shoot. And Morris has been terrible. And Batum's been spotty. And so just offensively, like the Clippers can't match the shooting of the Mavs, even though the Clippers were so strong during the regular season from behind the arc. They're different formations. And obviously Rick Carlisle is, you know, doing doing a number on Ty Lue. So there's no part of me that wants to back um, the Clippers here. Look, I, I was on the Heat first quarter yesterday, and obviously that didn't pan out. You got to be very careful with some of these teams. You got to make sure that one team's just not a better matchup. Clippers won the regular season. Excuse me, Mavericks won the regular season, so let's not forget that. And sometimes the regular season stats just don't translate when things change in the postseason. So I'm not on the Mavs, but I'm definitely not on the Clips. With ESPN's Doug Kazarian on BetQL Daily, it's funny, Doug, going into uh, the playoffs, uh, the number one talking point was the 2 7 in the West. The Suns against the Lakers. Lakers obviously take a 2-1 advantage last night, and it feels completely done. Series price now out to the Lakers favored at uh, minus 835. Are, are we looking at five games due to the Chris Paul injury? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Well, I mean, that's the big component to this, right? And the, the poise of the Lakers. We saw the Suns crumble down the stretch, and I've said it for about a month on the show. When the Suns are at full strength, they're a very, very good team. When one guy's missing, even if it's like Cam Johnson, they're just not the same. I mean, Kaminsky's playing too much, and I just don't trust them. So when a guy like Chris Paul is banged up, I mean – you know, in some of those those games down the stretch of the regular season, he just came up so huge, like against the Clippers and Jazz when they were going for the one seed, actually. It, it's just too much to ask. And then you have LeBron, who, albeit limited, is is still LeBron, and AD's motivated, and it's just, it's really, you know, we're reminded why they made a run in the bubble last year. So I want no part of the Suns when they're not 100%. I think they're actually a quality team, and it's too bad that they got nicked up with Chris Paul's injury. But 
I'm not, you know, I liked the plus seven yesterday. Uh, the only the only game I really bet a lot on was Phoenix in game one, but I still couldn't pick a series uh, winner because I didn't trust the Lakers, and obviously they're proving why they, you know, the championship still goes through them. Who do you like in that Sixers-Wizards series? And then Philadelphia is up 2 nothing. but is there any chance that, that the Wizards make a, a series of this? Uh, tough, tough for them to make a series. I actually, my, my best bet on the show last night was the Sixers in this game. I just think it's a really bad matchup for the Wizards. Now, obviously the Sixers are a bad matchup uh, for most teams, but the only time the Wizards had a pulse, like in game one, is when Embiid got in foul trouble and had to go to the bench and you bring Dwight Howard and it's just like a murky offense. I, I think the Wizards are kind of like a square underdog, like the way they played down the stretch and things like that. Like, they're not that good. And Westbrook's not that great. Like, I love watching him. He's obviously super talented. But there's an element of, like, there's a ceiling there with his limited shooting that it's fun during the regular season, like I was talking about earlier, where he just plays hard on every single possession, and it's refreshing, and it's awesome to watch, and he's so likable. But when you get against that half-court set of the, of the Sixers, now the Wizards know that, and they're trying to score early in the shot clock and transition. But at some point, like that defense is just too overwhelming. It's among the better teams defensive efficiency-wise. So when the Sixers are focused and all that, they, they just got too much offense against the putrid Wizards defense. And there was, there was an element of, I'm not saying like casual attitude, but I just didn't like sort of the demeanor of like Bradley Beal and some of the other guys on the Wizards. I just wondered if they're kind of checked out. Like down the stretch, they had cut it to like 10, that deficit in the second half of game two. And they just didn't have that, that look, so to speak, that, you know, Westbrook has on every possession and every time he's on the court. I, I just question if they're kind of checked out here and they know they've, they've, they've maxed out. Uh, Doug, we kind of buried the lead a little bit. Uh, congratulations on the winnings with your <laughs> NFL draft prop bets. Uh, g- great handicapping there, quite obviously. Um, it's it's in- interesting in this business because none of us wants to be the guy only chirping when we win. Um, you, you don't want to be that guy. And it's always like, do you, how much information do you want to put out there about yourself? Like, okay, my money situation, do I want to put that out there? It would help my career. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people and they, they see you on Daily Wager, they hear your name, like, oh, that dude knows what he's talking about. Did you see what he did with the NFL draft prop bets? Uh, why did you decide to go public uh, about the uh, NFL draft betting? Well, I mean, the story was coming out, I figured, since the day. Like, I, I cast the tickets on Derby Day, and I got texts from a couple people in town who are loosely in the media like texting me and have connections. So it's only a matter of time. So I got, you know, Ravel asked me some questions. And then I, then like you said, do we have the Las Vegas review journal? I have no problem. There, there's actually in the last week, I've been kind of annoyed and I'm probably going to address it on my podcast. <laughs> like I expect a certain level of ignorance. And I mean, ignorance in the form of lack of knowledge, not like stupidity or whatever um, mm-hmm. from like the non betting kind of people, but the people who are betting and some of the, things I've heard on podcasts and other stuff, it's just flat out wrong. And like, I'm a text away where people can actually get information or even ask me to come on. Uh, There's just been like a distortion of facts that I've been kind of like flabbergasted and and God forbid that the the term fake, you know, fake news that I hate as a number. (laughs) And And I would get defensive of it, but like, I understand the frustration by many people, consumers of news who just, there are just lazy and just connecting of dots that's just flat out wrong. There's so many details of the story that are getting botched and it's been kind of annoying. So in a way, I'm glad it came out so I could actually like shoot down some 
some ridiculous hot takes or just ridiculous assumptions. It's the assumptions that bother me. People are like, well, I mean, he's obviously banned from MGM. No. Or they say, like, obviously his job enabled him to cash the ticket. Otherwise, they would avoid it. Now, I don't know if people have ever bet in Nevada. Nevada gaming is, like, pretty – is so solid. Like, they're actually yeah. – fair as can be. That, that doesn't favor the house. Like, if you have a ticket in your hand and it's the, it's the, and it's the house rules, like, anyone, not my position, anyone would have a legitimate case. Uh, not even a legitimate case. Like, I talked to a couple of makers that day when there was a delay, like, friends of mine. And they're like, this is as black and white as it can be. Like, this. Oh, unfortunately, it's one of those times I wish we had a couple more minutes because oh, yeah. I, I could talk about sports betting media with Doug all day. Good stuff. Doug Kazirian, congrats to him. At Doug, ESPN host Daily Wager. Up next, Lightning Bets. Ostrowski and Raji on the BetQL Audio Network.